Welcome to God's Watchmen. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a new listener and don't know where to find us, you can check us out at godswatchmen.com, godswatchmen.com, M-E-N. Also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tonight, we have a special guest willing to share his story, and we got a little spoiler alert. He was chief police in Lancaster County, and he retired from there. Tonight, we'll hear his story of what his life looks like as a servant of Christ today, and may this be a blessing and an encouragement to you guys that are listening. So let's welcome Rich. So how are you doing, Rich? I'm doing well. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. So, Rich, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Well, uh, I come from a pretty large family. I have five brothers who are also police officers, and uh, so it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, we have I have three sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them are stepsisters, but... Uh, we have a pretty big family. I have two children of my own. They're adults now, Christopher yeah. and Nicholas, five grandchildren, um, a wife uh, married to her now for 45 years. I wow. Irene. And uh, so uh, we come from a pretty big family. <laughs> wow, that is a pretty big family. And you said five brothers that were? Five other blo- brothers that are police officers. Yep. Okay. Not to mention all my nephews who are in the state police and everything else. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty big family. Um, I was in the city of Reading for most of my career. Okay. And uh, I just happened to be very fortunate to get the chief of police position in a Lancaster County department. Yeah. And uh, I was very happy with that. So. I'm sure there's a lot of interesting things. Oh, that... yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in the city of Reading. Yeah. A family full of law enforcement. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And then yeah. comes along five grandchildren. So... Hey, we're reliving life again. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that brings you joy to have grandchildren. It does. Oh, yeah. We love it. I mean, Christmas and Easter is a great time. What do you love about being a grand grandfather? Oh, just reliving my fun youth times again. I mean, going to the zoo with them and taking them different places. And uh, I notice I can't do the same things that they do anymore because I get sore and tired quick. But, hey, <laughs> but it is fun. Yeah. Uh, we love the kids. What do you love doing with them? Anything. I mean, Anything? we get to see them pretty often. Uh, we'll do picnics with them. Uh, we'll take them on trips mm-hmm. to the zoo. We're going down to the shore. We're planning a shore trip with them. And uh, so it's just fun to be around them. Yeah. I have a quick question. Being a Christian and being a, a, a policeman, did you ever find like a conflict with that? Yes and no. I mean, I've been in some pretty hairy spots. Uh, I worked vice and undercover narcotics for about seven years of my career. And uh, I was put in some pretty hectic positions mm-hmm. in my lifetime. I can remember laying in the gutter. I had um, my weapon on, and I'm laying in the gutter, and I'm, my boss has me looking at a place and on surveillance. And an older lady in the morning, it was about 5 in the morning, still dark out, maybe just getting light, came over and kicked me and told me to get a job. <laughs> 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 if she only knew. <laughs> well, she did. Uh, a couple years later, I was the supervisor in the criminal investigations division, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an opportunity to speak at one of the senior citizen centers, and I met the lady, and she said, that was me. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. And she said, that was you. And I said, that was me. You kicked me pretty good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> yeah, if you only knew. But uh, it's been a wonderful career. Yeah, uh, the city of Reading has some of the best police officers, and so does Lebanon, and so does Lancaster. I mean, I'm, we, I was very fortunate. I work with a great group of of people. All right, we'll get more into the career, but first, <laughs> uh, 
What hobbies do you like to do these days? I do a lot of fishing. I do a lot fishing? of hunting. Yeah. Um, how's that? <laughs> fishing and hunting. You need to hang out then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Rich told me a, a deer story once. It was a pretty good uh-huh. story. Uh, how he encountered Jesus that day. Oh, my. Oh, my. Freezing cold in the middle of the Poconos. And I mean, it was freezing. And I said, dear Lord, I can't take too much more of this. Please send me a deer. And my rifle was pointing a certain direction. And just like that, come a deer. Right in front of my rifle. It came from nowhere. I had no idea how it came there. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm going home with my deer. I said, I'll never do that again. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but that's so funny. It's just Jesus is probably sitting there going, All right, you've yep. been out in the cold long enough. Here's yep. your deer. Here's your food. Yeah. Here's your food. Me, trust me and quit playing games, all. Yeah. I will never do that. I'll never dare him again. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you're married for 45 years. 45. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what do you love about your wife the most? Uh, Irene is a godly woman um, mm. very loving woman very strong um, we've had some rough patches and i gotta give it to her she is just she's my rock mm-hmm. i hate it she's my rock uh, she keeps me straight she's a great compass she keeps me pointed in the right direction uh, and uh, i just admire her and love her for all i can awesome and how do you guys spend time together? Day trips, doing a lot of things with the family. Uh, we go to church together on Sundays, uh, unless it's hunting season. And then, of course, I'm taking a little bit of a mini vacation. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we do some things together. We go shopping a lot. Uh, she loves to work in the garden. I do not. Uh, but that's okay. That gives us our spread time there that she does her thing and I do mine. But uh we, we do a lot of things together. Do you guys can? No, she does no. not. We're at the age where we really don't want to be bothered with it anymore. She did yeah. when she was younger. Yeah. I mean, she did a lot of things. All right. But uh, How do you see Jesus through your wife? I mean, uh, you did kind of mention that. I'm yeah, just yeah, reading I mean, one of my questions. That, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, she keeps me going. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is, like I said, she's my moral compass. Uh, she sets the direction sometimes. If I'm doing something dumb, she's not afraid to tell me I'm doing something dumb. Mm, you need uh, that. And get back on track. Uh, so uh, I admire that in her. And to be honest with you, I depend on it. So because sometimes I can get a little wacky. Yeah, especially as we get into your uh-huh. career, I'm sure you needed somebody to keep you grounded during them mm-hmm. dark times probably. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Especially for what you did. As a policeman, you had to have something to represent some type of normalcy in the home because you couldn't really bring yeah. work home, even though no. in a way you did, but you can't let it define your home. Work is work. Leave it there, and then you can come home, and she's there for you, and that's, that that's a good thing. Yep. Yeah. So how would you say you spend time with Jesus today? Believe it or not, most of the time I spend with Jesus is in my car when I'm alone. And you know I, I do a lot for the Lead and Rescue Mission. 
Uh, so my trips from Lititz yeah. all the way up there is usually like 18 miles. I spend my time either in prayer mm-hmm. or, or guidance, you know, yeah. just uh, talking. Yeah. So that's when I do a lot of things. Yeah, and that's how I, I met Rich. Mm-hmm. I've been at the mission for about seven months, and me and Rich got talking really about hunting. That's how we connected <laughs> and just hearing stories about hunting and fishing, and he would ask, well, what do you do? Oh, yeah. And I'd, I'd hear his uh, stories about being in the law enforcement, and right. that's kind of what drew me to want to ask him to be here on the podcast yeah. to hear really how Rich is a servant of Christ, and he his career was being in the law enforcement, and that's kind of what I'd like to hear about tonight. But first, did you grow up as a Christian, Rich? I grew up, uh, no, not really. Uh, I went to Catholic school. And if you ever go to Catholic school, you know, you very rarely ever open up a Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I did transfer. Uh, my We couldn't afford it anymore with my, my mom, six kids growing up. Um, so I ended up in public school. Um, but um, I give the credit to a pastor in a church back in Berks County who came, who, uh, who really did a lot for my wife and for myself, mm-hmm. um, who brought us to the Lord Jesus Christ. And... How old were you at that time? I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s. Late 20s, yep. early 30s. Yep. And at this time, were you in the law enforcement? Oh, yeah. I oh, was yeah. in law enforcement All right, so in 76. <laughs> what led time. you to want to be a police officer? I have or, no idea. You have no idea? I have no idea. Were you I the first the, one in your family? Yes, I'm the oldest. So, so I took the test. and uh, It's I a ripple passed. effect. I have no idea. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> They followed along. I think they're crazy. But uh, I took the test, um, and I passed it. I couldn't believe it. Next thing you know, I'm in the academy. I was number one in my class. Hmm. And here I am, 35 years later. I think law enforcement in and of itself sets a tone, especially when you come to the Lord, you become a police officer. It really sets the tone because you're doing it the right way where you have so many things that we see that are wrong, yeah, we need that beacon in a community. I grew up mm-hmm. with the officer-friendly program in my neighborhood yep. where cops walked a beat. They knew the kids. They knew the families. Yep. And that's important because you do set the tone, and your belief and your faith is the foundation of that. I cannot argue with you. You hit it right on the head. Um, and today it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as you you know, you read the paper. Policing is a little different. Um, I think today it's harder to be a police officer than it ever was. But um, I do agree with what you're saying, and it's getting to know your community and your kids, especially uh, that word trust. Mm-hmm. Getting to trust them because uh, we see a lot of crazy stuff out there, and it kind of breaks my heart too uh, when I see that. I see people making wrong decisions. I see officers making wrong decisions, and um, I just pray for stability, that they come see the, you know, that um, we need to change the world, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it's all about. We have people out there, fire, ambulance, law enforcement, all trying to do the same thing, and uh, it's tough. There were days I saw police officers come in off their shift with tears in their eyes because mm. they just didn't know what to do anymore. But um, they every day they pressed on, yeah, pressed on, pressed on. 
This is what happens when you start removing God from the uh, very thing that we need. When you start taking the Ten Commandments out of public buildings uh-huh. and things like that, a reminder of God should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they start moving these things, and then you're kind of left destitute spiritually. One of the questions you asked me about, what is he teaching you today? Yeah, And I can tell you this. Uh, I give him credit for everything, and mm-hmm. I've learned to give him the credit for everything. Yeah, I don't take credit for anything anymore. Um, if you know Proverbs chapter three verses five and six, yeah, and I won't even say it. I'll let make make let your viewers look it up. But uh, that kind of <laughs> yeah, that is a guiding post for a lot of police officers. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Rich. Uh, so it seems that you did have a desire to serve and protect. In in your early years, before coming to Christ, you had that, uh, you would say you wanted to serve and protect your community, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When did you realize you were doing it all for Jesus? Probably in a couple years. I mean, there were times in the vice squad that we got ourselves into situations where I knew somebody was watching over us yeah. I mean believe me and I knew it was the Lord Jesus Christ because there's no other one that could have done some of the things that happened now were any of your partners or other people that you worked with Christians yes yes oh, yeah. yeah would you guys pray together maybe not pray as much as you think we would but, but we surely were there for each other yeah like um, in unity of knowing yeah in the law enforcement field you might not be able to be out there praying with everybody but you could sure be the example yeah set the tone and the beacon mm-hmm. and they know you're different that's awesome yeah. so you know i used to have people downtown that couldn't afford breakfast so we'd buy them breakfast and that was just a small way of doing our way just yeah. letting the community know we're there that you were safe different yeah and you yeah. could be trusted yeah that's correct hmm. get up do the right thing go to bed that's what it's about yeah so you would say by your actions, that's how you were sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's an old thing about, you know, might, I might not be the best preacher in the world, but I am mm-hmm. good at planting seeds and let other people cultivate those seeds. So there were times we could show, we could lead by example, and then somebody else might come along later on and cultivate that seed a little bit more. So uh, we, as police officers, you don't have time to sit there and minister to people. You're going from movement to movement to movement to movement. You just never know what you're getting mm-hmm. yourself into. Have you had anybody throughout your years that you might have encountered and arrested that would come back later in your life and thank you for that? And their kids. And their kids. Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just them. Their kids. We would arrest. And they come back and say, thank you. I'll be walking the street and someone will say, hey, uh. Are you vice squad? Are you Garipoli? Or you know, yeah. But I've been retired now for the last twenty years. Mm. Well, you arrested me. You also arrested my kid, and I just want to say thank you. I mean, I've had that happen more than once, mm. and uh, so it makes you think twice. It makes you say, "Dear Lord, you know, something's working." That's awesome. Uh, did you ever fear people? wanting to come after you for some of the stuff that you encountered? What do you mean by that? 
uh, fear that people would come attack your house or want to come? No. No? I, I just never had that fear. That's great. I don't know why. I might have been just been crazy, but <laughs> I, I did not. Hey, the, uh, just as the Lord commanded Joshua, have I not commanded you? Do not. I mean, be bold. Oh. Yeah. Messing up the verse, but you know, uh, be I, strong I, I, and be yeah, bold yes, and do not exactly be afraid. Correct. Yeah. No, we. Uh, I did it. We tried to do it the best we could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there were many times I thank thank God for what happened. You know, thank you for the the way it turned out. How? I'm sure there were very dark times in this field. Mm-hmm. How did God use them tough? times to draw you closer to him and fully rely on him uh we had a lot of tough times um i was i can't say i just sat around reading the bible all the time i didn't yeah. but there were many times i had conversations with my lord and said thank you thank you thank you um but uh i just knew that there was somebody watching and guiding because there were times I really can't get too much into it, but um, yeah. there were times that uh, I knew there was someone guiding me along and the officers I worked with mm-hmm. because we would sit down at the end of it and say, seriously, what just happened? And uh, and we come out okay. Uh, I, I We just knew. I gave, we gave thanks all the time. Thank God. Thank the Lord. <laughs> It what was going on. Sounds to me that it really brought you to mm-hmm. having a heart of gratitude. Always, always. There was never a time we didn't, we weren't happy or gratitude for things that were going on, especially in the undercover operations. Hmm. So, I mean, we worked Philadelphia, Harrisburg, Allentown. We would switch around. We just did stay in Reading. We went everywhere. So, uh, working with some of the federal cases were a little different. Yeah. And, uh, so it was a tough time. Were there any times that you just wanted to pack it all up and leave? No. No? Nope, nope. Nope. Loved every minute of it. That's awesome. 35 years. I worked with, like I said, some of the best police officers in the world. I mean, I would put them up against anybody. And I had the opportunity to travel across the United States and mm. teach other officers. So I know. Uh, that's why I say here in Lebanon, we're so fortunate to have what we have because these guys and gals are amazing. What an amazing department you have. I just wish the citizens would know that. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. You said something that I think sometimes people have a tendency to look at Christians, all their Bible thumpers. They read their Bibles all the time, and then they're trying to push it on others. And, you know, you said that, well, you didn't read your scriptures all the time, but you knew that you had a, a grateful heart. But, you know, we have a term in discipleship sometimes that people get spooky spiritual or over-spiritualize <laughs> something. And you didn't do that. You were just real about who you are, yeah. what you believed, and you didn't you didn't feel this need that you had to prove that you were a Christian. You just, you, you, you walked it out without having to use any type of verbalization with it. And that's the best part yeah. about it. And yeah. I think people need to hear this because sometimes they have their own opinion thinking, oh, my goodness, 
they read the Bibles all the time. They pray too much. And, you know, no, it's not about yeah, that. It's no. it's not who we are. You, we're normal you, people. You can't believe um, the amount of mistakes I've made in my life. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. And uh, I'm thankful that he has forgiven me for those mistakes. Mm. And I've moved on to do different things. Uh, you can't believe the amount of holidays I missed with my kids and my family because of work. I mean, baseball games growing up. There was no time for that, you know, especially working undercover. You know, there were things there, we just missed a lot of things, mm-hmm. but uh, we're making up for it now. Yeah, you know, um, but we're having a great time, enjoying life. How did that have an effect on your marriage? Tough, very tough. Uh, that's why I give thanks for my wife, Irene. I mean, she's very strong. She knew, she understood, uh, and she was very forgiving. So. Uh, mm. She's amazing. That's all I can say. She's amazing. Yeah, because yeah, uh, <laughs> for her to stick uh-huh. with you through all that. Yep. Yep. And understand. She has stuck with me through a lot of tough times. I know. I'm sure. And same with my two sons. And, mm. uh, and we're very close today. Were you close growing up, or? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even my brothers. I love my brothers and uh, my dad, and we're all close. Everybody used to say, "Well, was your dad a cop?" No, he wasn't. <laughs> he had nothing to do with it. He was in a printer. He was a printer. A printer. Hmm. We used to kid about that and say, "No, my dad's in jail," yeah. but <laughs> nobody believed us <laughs> anyway. <What? laughs> but he was a printer, and uh, he had nothing to do with it. I remember, you know. Taking my test for the academy, I was twenty-one years old, just turning twenty-one. Yeah, and uh, what do your what do your kids do these days? Oh, they have jobs. Yeah, not in the law enforcement. No, no, my two sons stayed away from it, which I was kind of glad to be honest with you. Yeah, Um, but they have their own careers. Uh, We were just talking to one before I went on duty here. Yeah, and uh, no, they're having they're having a great time with life. They're proving that they can do it. Uh, they have children of their own now, so the family's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. What was the struggle like as being on these undercover mm-hmm. missions or operations, whatever you would call it? I don't know your lingo. We could be sitting in a car on Route 78 for three days, uh, yeah. never getting out of the car. <laughs> wow. Um, taking turns, you and a partner. So you'd be away from the house for three days. You could be away from the house for five days, depending on what's going on in the operation. Uh, it depends what you were doing at the time. I would say... I forget, to be honest. <laughs> you get to learn to appreciate life. I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, the small things matter. And... Uh, you know, instead of washing the dishes, I'd rather just look out the back window at the birds coming at the feeders. I, I just think life, instead of using paper plates anymore, we use regular plates because we just think it's time. We don't need to. Let's just enjoy life. The value. Uh, yeah. yeah wow. Small things mean a lot. So it is all right, Mike, that I can just stare out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't tell me, get that dumb look off your face. Yeah, yeah pretty much. You know, I find myself doing the same thing. (laughs) I stare out the window. Sometimes I've, and when we went, we had the 
opportunity to go to Dominican Republic, and it was kind of cool because I'm just sitting there just looking out at the ocean, and I'm thinking, how beautiful is that? You know, when you miss yeah. things like that. Sure is. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. So it really grew mm -hmm. to trust the Lord more mm -hmm. and more and more through all these obstacles. Oh, my, yeah. And now being retired? Absolutely. I yeah. trust him even more and more and more. Now, you retired at how old from the law enforcement? In, the, in my 50s. In your 50s, and you're still working today, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously. Uh, I work part-time now. Part-time. Yeah. But. But uh, life is a joy. All right. What, what brings you joy about serving the Lord? Seeing other people come to the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of neat when I see that. Of course, at the mission, we get to see it a lot. Yeah. You know, I get to talk to the guy. They get to help him out with doing some of their paperwork, their resumes and things like that to help them get jobs. And they come back and knock on my door and say, hey, I got a job. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice to see. Yeah. You know, that's kind of nice to see. Um, I see people turning their lives to be more righteous than they were before. Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, that's very important. Um, Yeah, I remember we were having a conversation one day. I don't even know how we got to it, but uh -huh. it was about, you know, money or raises. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I really don't, I don't work here for the money. I don't really yeah. need a raise or yeah. want a raise. I'm, I'm doing this because I love Jesus. It's a mission field for me. Yeah. It's more of a vocation than it is anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It takes a long time to reach that point in your life. Yeah. I'm there, and I can do that, so... Uh, you know, it's more important for me to see that people understand and get to know that they can change the world. It's just up to them that they have to do it. I always talk about it like being at peace, not just with themselves, but being at peace with the world itself. And I always say if there's righteousness in your heart, um, there'll be beauty in your character. Hmm. Uh, and if there's beauty in your character, uh, there's going to be more harmony in your home. Hmm. And if there's harmony in the home, um, we'll probably have more harmony within our nation. And if we have that, then you can have peace in our world. We need a lot more than that. We need a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for good people because it's getting worse and worse out there. Yeah. It's getting worse and worse. And you see it all over the news, everywhere, yep. social media. Yeah. I mean, yes, you do. More and more people out on the streets, mm -hmm. more and more people lost in general. Mm -hmm. And also, with you saying the mission is your mission field, too, it's neat to see that you get to teach the men as well. I do. And you get to walk around, and they get to learn just by knowing what you may have done and just see, learn integrity from yeah. your teachings. And, yeah. you know, they look up to you knowing that some of these people. Some people that have been arrested just don't like cops. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they fine. can look yeah. at you and respect you and be like, they I do. want what Rich has. And who is that? Jesus Christ. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. But then don't get me wrong, I need a lot of work myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a continuous process. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. you are correct. Yeah. Well, I think it's because... 
I think from what I'm hearing throughout your career, you humanized people. You didn't treat them as things or as objects. You never you did. kept that human element there. And so that's why people respect you. That's why people were coming up saying, hey, thank you. You arrested me and you arrested my kid. Mm-hmm. But thank you because you kept the human element there. And yep. I think that's a big deal. I have to agree with you. Um, you are right. I always treated everybody with respect. I always treated people the way I would want to be treated myself. So, mm-hmm. But if you want to be a jerk, I can be a jerk too. Uh, but 99.9% of the time, people just made bad decisions. And they needed help. Mm-hmm. And they just needed a helping hand. So police officers today it's a it's a different it's a ball game i mean it's they do that every day and uh, the world is a crazy place how how would you say we could help the law enforcement as a community mm-hmm. just support them a little bit more yeah um 99.99% of the police officers out there are doing an incredible job. Um, same with the fire department. Same with your ambulance personnel. They're trying to do their thing. They're working crazy hours. Remember, when it snows outside, you don't get to, you get to stay home. They don't. They got to go to work. So yeah. um, someone has to open up the thing so that the ambulances can get through and the police officers have to go out and do their job and they just don't call off sick because it's snowing that day <coughs> so um support them in, yeah. in ways you can help them out um, i'm not saying financially but there are ways as a community that you can get involved yeah now what do you think would happen if we had no police good luck with that I think we'd have a crazy world. Yeah. I hope to never see that in my lifetime. I don't ever want to see it in any lifetime. Because yeah. uh, you, you know how the have, world is. There, you have to have order. There was there, there for a time. Let's yeah. uh, defund the police. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, That's just crazy. I mean, like I said before, 99.99% of the police out there are trying to do a tough job. And they they see it every day. I get to talk to some of these officers, and uh, it breaks their heart. It breaks their heart. In the city of Reading, I had officers come in off shift, like I said, with tears in their eyes, wondering, what can I do to change this? And we just say, get out the next day and do the same thing you did today. Again and again and again. And uh, it works on them. It works Mm -hmm. on them because they get to see some of the bad things that are going on. It just takes that one time they see something good happen, and that and that helps. Yeah, there's that fire, that spark that gets you going for the next month. Yeah. So. That's. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Definitely good to meet you. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad I met you, meet too, you, Mike. To definitely good to meet you. To kind of see your side of things that the average human don't get to see, you know. <laughs> Life goes on. We got to love each other, take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a theft is a theft. You know, let's st- 
stop it. I mean, it's just a crazy world right now. We just need to do a better job of uh, taking care of each other. Yeah, doing your part. I got, uh, before we close, Rich, is there anything uh, you would like to share that would be an encouragement to others, anything that's been heavy on your heart that you would like to share? Um, I think I've done it. I, I think I just kind of got across what I wanted to get across. Okay. Um, but just being at peace, um, being a little bit more righteous than we, we are. You know, if, if we can turn the, turn your hearts, um, things in the home will change. If we can change the home, uh, we can change the world. And I just think we can do a better job at that. Well, I was praying about before sitting down with you, I would like to read, you know, Second Corinthians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Just, this was me in my mind. How would it be in law enforcement or maybe even military going out and just that chaos mm-hmm. and putting on and doing the right thing day by day and getting probably beat up day in and day out mentally? Physically, staying in cars for three days, can't move. Mm-hmm. Mentally, and I just think of just Second Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read it, and then we'll close. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who honest know this if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil it is hidden only from people who are perishing satan who is the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news they don't understand this message about the glory of christ who is in the exact likeness of god you see we don't go around preaching about ourselves we preach that jesus christ is lord and we ourselves are your servants for jesus sake For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We know we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because... We have the same kind of faith the Psalms, psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We now know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself to, together with you. All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, 
for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't think at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And as I read that, it just sounds like what you would be going in day in and day out, serving your job, knowing you're waking up, going into the law enforcement, going into this mission today is to serve Jesus no matter how much you were getting beat up, beat down in the maybe the troubles that you faced and you said it you don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. You you didn't want to give up, but you pressed through and I'm sure that's taught you patience, endurance, and thanksgiving. Well remember what I said earlier. Yeah. Proverbs chapter three verses five through six. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and a lean not on your own knowledge. Yeah. In all things Give him thanks, and he'll direct your path. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. There we go. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Have anything, Mike? Man, it's just really good to meet you. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. You know, it gives a better insight because I think, like you said, we're living in a crazy world now, and everybody has this jaded point of view of law enforcement. And I'm here to tell everybody there's good cops out there. And, you know, help them out, acknowledge them. And, mm-hmm. you know, like he says, mm-hmm. help them, show your support. They need our support just like the military, you know, and just mm-hmm. show that support. And people who I believe that are police officers, I think God hardwired us to either be military or police officers. Mm-hmm. I think we're meant, we were meant to be that because mm-hmm. it was for his glory. And that's what it's supposed to be about. So being support. I'm definitely glad I met you today. Thank, well, thank you for, you. Thank for you. coming. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming out, All Rich. Right. Thank you. Yeah, also. appreciate it. You want to pray us out, Mike? Yes. All right. Father God, we just want to thank you for this time, Lord, just to to hear his story and just what a blessing to hear Rich's story, Lord. And just um, I just pray mm-hmm. that you continue to bless him and his family and just to anoint his family and wherever he goes, you would draw people to him. So you know he has a testimony, Lord. And that testimony is centered on Jesus Christ, and we just thank you for that. And we thank you that we were able to hear his testimony today. I just pray that you continue to bless the rest of our days, Lord, and uh, we will whatever we do, we do unto you. And we just thank you for it and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.